The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, with this third talk on mindfulness of thinking, I'll continue to try to lay out the territory of thinking, all the, some of the different aspects of it and components and distinctions within the domain of thinking that can be supportive for meditation practice, mindfulness practice. Because the more we can see distinctions, see differences between different component parts of something, the more there's spaces for freedom, for choice, for non-attachment. And the more that everything's a swirl of just kind of one big kind of thing, abstraction, uh, it's harder to find our freedom with it. So to, um, so with thinking, it's maybe useful to think that, to think that there are different layers of thinking. I've talked, I think, a little bit about this last week. And that, um, and that uh, some of the layers are not so useful for meditation and some are part of meditation. So meditation is not meant to be uh, coming to a mind that doesn't think at all. There can be a very quiet mind with seemingly no thoughts. But that's not necessarily the purpose of meditation. But for the purposes of meditation, it's useful to shift how we think and think in ways that are beneficial for meditation. Or in the Buddha's language, um, he has this wonderful teaching where um, he doesn't want to categorically say something is right or wrong or something is the thing to do or not to do. What he says is that, and he has a long list of things that he kind of, to make this point, all the, um, uh, if something is unskillful to do, unhelpful to do, unwholesome to do, then don't do it. But if it's skillful and wholesome to do, if it's helpful, then do it. So thinking that leads to greater freedom, to greater calmness, subtleness, and peace, please do that thinking as long as it's useful. But thinking that leads to agitation, to contraction, to alienation even from ourselves, that's not to be done. And so we find our way. So we don't want to have a categorical idea about what thinking is. Um, the, um, um, uh, but, you know, it, but to begin being curious, what is this phenomenon of thinking and what are the different aspects of it? Um, so the... Um, the coarsest layer of thinking I call discursive thinking. I think it's very common in meditation circles to call it that. Discursive thinking is conversations, telling stories, um, and um, playing out scenes, um, remembering in great detail what happened in the past, imagining what's going to happen in the future, and just being in fantasy. The whole story is a fantasy. And... Um, and to really be absorbed in that world of discursive thought, storytelling mind, conversation mind, is often very compelling, so much so that we get kind of alienated from ourselves. 
we don't might not think that because we're so or realize that we're so identified with the thinking mind we're so identified with those stories and uh, that that's where we find who we are we're establishing who we are we're creating who we are um, making up who we are and it feels very real um, discursive thinking has its place in life I don't want to you know is it skillful or unskillful there are skillful and appropriate ways of discursive thinking but it is alienating done too much and to leave that world behind for some people is a bit challenging the um, because of how strongly we're identified with it strongly we believe that that's how we establish who we are we know who we are we get what we want we kind of figure out who we are in relationship to other people and um, and sometimes it tells us wonderful stories that props us up and makes us feel great and sometimes it tells us terrible stories and makes us debilitated and depressed um, but to not not give so much authority to that and to or to bracket it to put it aside temporarily at least in meditation to experience ourselves in a radically different way and it can be uh, disorienting to make that shift if where people have lived most of their lives is in discursive thinking. And so uh, if you come down a layer or so in the mind, uh, there is thinking that is not so discursive, but it's a thinking still about something, but it's thinking about what's happening in the present moment, but not in ways that are elaborate and taking us away, but rather uh, ways that um, are really almost even connecting us to what's happening here. So, uh, you know, it might be very simple sentences like, um, like, um, uh, oh, this is a dinner of salad. Here's a salad and, and the salad has tomatoes and cucumbers and lettuce and so forth. And it's kind of simple, and it might be, oh, this is nicely made, or maybe very simple kind of statements about what is right here in front of us, what's in the direct experience. And some of that can be questions. <clears throat> you know, I wonder, um, my, my, you know, my left knee hurts as I'm meditating, and uh, I wonder, maybe I should bring attention to it. So my left knee hurts. Maybe I should bring attention to it. Okay, let me do that. It's very simple kind of thinking. It might be so simple that some people don't recognize it as thinking. It seems like only thinking, like what is thinking is discursive thinking. And this very quieter kind of recognition and wondering and turning towards like the knee might just feel intuitive even or something. But it does involve cognition ideas. There has to be ideas about pain, ideas about the knee, ideas about me practicing, the use of attention, where I put my attention. All those things kind of are uh, come into play, and I call those cognitions, and our form of thinking. Maybe it's subconscious for some people. As the mind gets quieter and quieter, even the subconscious thinking floats to the into consciousness. And we see even the very, very subtle things that usually we miss in everyday life. So there is this kind of uh, very quiet, maybe quiet, uh, sentences and 
questions and wonderings and kind of probing of what's happening here in the present moment that involves some layer of thinking. And there's an, another layer of thinking, which is recognition. And this is a fascinating place, which is that closer to what I'm talking about today than knowing something. So if you step out the house in a rainy day, uh, you don't have to analyze I wonder if it's raining, and how would I know if it's raining? And and uh, I wonder if there's a certain number of raindrops per cubic inch that qualifies for rain, and maybe measure, you know, and kind of all this kind of abstraction in order to decide whether it's raining. We don't do that. We just go out, and it's raining, and we don't have to even think about about it, whether it's raining. We know it is raining. You go for a walk down the street. And you you know it's safer to walk on the sidewalk. You know what a sidewalk is. But you're not thinking sidewalk. You're not actively recognizing it. But something inside of you, in fact, does recognize sidewalk. In fact, there's a lot of recognition going on all the time, subconsciously, that just arises effortlessly. Um, Like the example I gave before of sitting down at a table and knowing to use a spoon for the soup or a fork for the salad doesn't take any kind of real algorithm, you know, thinking and wondering and analysis and sitting there for five minutes with mathematical formulas to figure out exactly which is the most efficient way of eating. We just know. There's a knowing that arises. It's fascinating and very helpful for meditation to start learning to recognize the very simple knowing that arises before we start thinking about something. And in fact, there's some things we do that we actually start doing them like uh, before we think about them. We kind of, something knows inside. So for example, when I'm cooking uh, dinner sometimes, that's some place, sometimes I played somehow with with dinner time. I find uh, over over the years I sometimes delight in this how this works that um, I kind of know my way around the kitchen and cooking well enough that there's something inside that knows when to go to the stove when to go to the sink when to reach out for something and and uh, when to start cutting and go to the refrigerator for the vegetables there's almost a quiet knowing recognition that wells up before I start thinking about it it's also possible for me to live in the thinking about world. And it's fascinating then to see it's in the kitchen and cooking and all that. It's many times it's after the fact. I already know what I should be doing. And then I have simple thoughts about that, telling myself, uh, oh, I, I should go to the refrigerator and get vegetables. I know. I've already decided to do that. There's already, already that knowing there. So the simple knowing of the experience in the present moment that's a whole. That's a very deeper layer. It's more effortless. It's quiet, and that's the layer that we're kind of dropping into uh, for using for mindfulness practice. Mindfulness uses the simple recognition of phenomena to help that out. People use mental noting, which can feel coarser and more energetic than this quiet knowing I'm talking about. But somehow that no that noting. A simple noting is, is kind of like in the mind, the silent mind, kind of like uh, knowing out loud. Just so to 
get the habit of it and to stay in the flow of it. And by saying it in the mind, these notes, we get into the rhythm of just knowing, knowing, knowing. And, um, and then as we start kind of being in the mindful knowing more, then it's fascinating to begin discerning, seeing, feeling, experiencing the difference between what it's like to live in the world of thinking about and live in the world of this deeper wellspring of knowing that can be here. And, um, and uh, so that's kind of the topic for today. So the difference between thinking about something and knowing something. And in meditation, we're not trying to get rid of thinking, but we are trying to drop down a layer or two in how we think so the thinking supports more and more being present, being here in a non-reactive way, non-judgmental way, uh, just here without the abstra- abstractions that we often live in, even the abstractions of self, me, myself, and mine. So um, you might today, the next 24 hours, uh, give some thought, think about the difference between thinking about and directly knowing. And you might talk to friends about it, you might journal about it, you might do exercises like cooking or doing simple things and see um, what kind of deeper knowing might precede the world of thinking about what you're doing. And uh, just kind of explore this territory and get to know it better. So thank you so much and... um, I'll see you tomorrow.